Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk. You know, we've got so much to talk about today. It was great to have one of my guests on here because, you know, one, I won't really want him on the show, but he'll talk about his fantasy picks that we have and, you know, the game we play. So he kind of kicked my butt this week. But it's all good. But I'd like to give a shout-out to Michelle. Happy birthday to Michelle. Have a good birthday and take care of yourself and do everything well. Uh, well, listen, we might as well get started. You know, I got Wayman. Wayman, you on the line? I'm on the line, man. How you doing? You know I had to bring that up before you bring it up about the fence. Uh, you know, you know I was going to bring it up too because uh, <laughs> we've been going back and forth for about a couple of weeks here. Once we picked our fantasy teams, and until you got Tom Brady, it wasn't even close, man. <laughs> but you know what, Wayman? Uh, just go ahead and get a listen. You played a while. I mean, tell me a little bit about yourself again. You know, what's that? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, tell a little listeners about yourself. You know, real quick. You know where you played and where you from and all that. Oh, you know, I'm originally from uh, Monterey, California, but went to the University of Wyoming in uh, the early 90s, following up a few years after, you know, your run and, and the successful teams at the University of Wyoming, and we were pretty successful ourselves. I played there from 92 to 96. Wanted to be a receiver like you, but these hands didn't work that well, so I wound up playing defensive back for the last few years I was there. So uh played under Coach Hiller from 92 to 96. Never had a losing record at the... University of Wyoming, so I'm still out here. Well, you know, Wayman, uh, when I was out there in Miami, I got to just sit around and talk with, chat with you. Great guy, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, mean, you know, I appreciate it, and, and uh, I, I definitely feel the same way about you. I mean, that's one of the things I really enjoy about uh, about playing at the University of Wyoming and still being out here is just the, the, the relationship and, and the family environment that... Uh, that, that exists with all sports teams, but specifically the football team. And obviously, while you were here, we didn't really know each other, but, but through different players, we've, we've gotten to meet and know each other. And, and I think that exists, you know, across age, generation. I've met uh, countless Cowboys, you included, and uh, I have the same feeling for all of them. I mean, it, it's just great to, to be a part of or have been a part of the program and, and still consider myself and always will a Cowboy. Right, and like I said, I appreciate all the, you know, the hospitality that you gave me and you scooping all the guys. And like you say, we really know each other, but we got to know each other, and it was great, you know, just 
There's no, but one, you was on my show before, and we didn't get enough time to talk to you for me to pick your brain. You know, okay. we we sit around the apartment and we talk sports and all like that, but i like to get you on the air and get, like, your different opinion, because like you said, we could talk for days, could we, Wayman? We could. We could talk for days. It doesn't matter the sport. It doesn't matter the topic. I mean, just sit us around on the couch. We don't even need a TV on, and we can just go at it for hours, man. Well, I'm already going with you for this hour. I want to okay. start off, Wayman, like I told you when we talked today. So what we're talking about, so I, I like to throw it at you, but... I like to start off with, you know, I am so tired of all these teams like um, USC and all these LeBron teams being ranked before they even play. They're not that great. So I want to start with Notre Dame. They always rank before they even play a game in the top 25. These other schools have done better. Why is that way, man? And then Notre Dame ended up 0-2. I think the reason, I mean, the big reason is, in my opinion, is money. You know, Notre Dame and the amount of publicity that that team generates, um, you know, is, is advantageous to networks, ESPN, talk radio. I mean, if, you, if, if Notre Dame is relevant, then, then, you know, it pays off for, for these networks and, and different people. And, and I feel the same way. I mean, being from the West Coast, um, I feel like some of these, these other teams in the West should be given some consideration at the beginning of the year. But when that doesn't happen, then, you know, people say, well, the SEC is the best. That may or may not be true, but the way it's set up where you have five or six teams in the SEC already ranked in the top 25, and if one of them can last out, it's almost a guarantee that they wind up in the national championship game. You have Boise, which started out, you know, at four, but and, and, and Oregon had a chance as well. But like you said, before we get to see any of these teams play, you know, we, we – we we base everything on speculation, and then they're not that great, but yet and still we try to hold on. You know, Notre Dame loses at home. We still keep them ranked. They lose to Michigan. We're still talking about them. Um, you know, Ohio State is squeaking out victories, but, I mean, I, I think there's definitely a bias, and I know people say that we're paranoid on the West Coast. We think there's an East Coast bias and an SEC bias, but, I mean, if you look at how these teams are ranked, and, and you got Auburn and and all these other teams ranked in the top 25 before you see them play, and then everybody, then Auburn gets kicked out the top 25 in the first week after having a close game versus Utah State, but then comes back and beats Mississippi State. So is Mississippi State not that good? Is Auburn that great? We don't know. So so maybe we need to hold off on these rankings for a week or two before we actually start to start giving our opinions and, and start ranking these teams before we know if they're any good or not. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Notre Dame, it, it makes me mad year in and year out to see them ranked. Um, and then they lose four or five, six games, and they're still going to bowl games when, you know, probably equal teams in the West somewhere don't get that same type of consideration. Yeah, but is it the bowl games considered money? Yeah, well, I mean, and that's what it comes down to. It's I money. mean, you know, it's all about the money, who you bring money. to the game. I mean, people, it, it doesn't how it works. It, it, that's how it works. I mean, it, it's money, and, and, you know, you know, if you have Notre Dame in a bowl game, uh, they're going to bring fans. They already have fans in whatever, you know, it can be California. They played three or four years ago um, in Hawaii. They probably had more fans than Hawaii had there. I mean, anywhere you have Notre Dame, it's going to generate money. It's going to generate publicity. You're not going to have to worry about filling the stands, um, getting the game broadcast to a large, you know, national 
uh, audience. And so, it, 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 I mean, honestly, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to money, and, and that's how the world works. That's how sports works. But for that 18- and 19-year-old kid that's busting his butt on that particular team, you know, and, and not to go back to my own past, but in 1996, University of Wyoming had the longest winning streak in the nation. We wound up with a 10-2 and record, and we went to no bowl game. I mean, so how do you explain that? to a kid that's busted his butt all season at 10 wins, you know, you win 10 games now and you're guaranteed to go to a bowl game. And they call that the Wyoming rule. But, you know, unfortunately it was my team that got that rule established. And and so I I think you do do a disservice to some of those teams out there uh, that have pretty good records at the end of the year and wind up with very minimal, you know, as far as bowls and and coverage um, or or don't get any at all. Yeah, but like... um this is a young man that I'm helping out with football, Terry Jackson Jr. out of Casper, Wyoming. But you, you tell these kids, every kid want to go to these big schools like Nebraska, like because they know, you know, if you leave that school, you get in the NFL. Yeah. But you try and tell these kids, you know, it's not always the top twenty-five teams that can get you in the NFL, right, Wayman? That's true, but but at the same time, there's a there's a double-edged sword to that because. You know, we, we one thing we we don't talk about, and I had a couple of opportunities to try out for some pro teams. But if I show up on your team and, and I'm Wayne Levinson out of Wyoming, the fans are wondering who the heck is that. Whereas if you have somebody that has that national exposure out of Notre Dame, out of USC, um, out of Alabama, the odds are that the fans know them, the fans latch on to them. So it is a cyclical thing where where you know part of it is is fans too, and and. You know, you look at the situation with Tim Tebow in Denver as opposed to Kyle Orton, and he has such a huge fan following that is causing problems on that team, is causing problems with the coach, and is causing confidence or problems with uh, Orton's confidence. So, I mean, I think you're right. You tell these kids that no matter where you go, if you're good enough, you'll get a shot. But let's be honest. If you're good at the University of Wyoming right now and you're good at Alabama, the odds of you making it at Alabama are much greater than at Wyoming because – you know, there's, oh, well, it's the Mountain West Conference. There's inferior competition. He didn't go up against the same type of people week in and week out that this player at Alabama, at USC, at some of these other schools went through. So there's always this bias against smaller schools that you don't quite, you know, have the same reputation, that you didn't quite go up against the same type of guys that some of these bigger schools, uh, some, of, some of the guys that come out of there go up against. So... It's kind of a double-edged sword where you don't want to, you know, you, you want kids to be able to consider different programs where they might fit best, maybe still stay close to home, go to Wyoming, build up that program. But at, that, at the same time, if you have an opportunity to go to Alabama and receive that national exposure week in and week out, you know, you can't tell a kid not to do that either. So it's, it's kind of a tough choice. Yeah, but I, I, I don't agree with you on that, Wayman. I'm going to tell you why, because okay. if I'm going to go to Alabama, Wayman, and like when I went to Wyoming, if I know I'm going to start at Wyoming, but I'm going to be the fifth receiver behind Alabama, why would I go there and be the fifth one and don't get no time, right, Wayman? Well, see, and, and I, I just you know? you know reflect back to an old story that I heard uh, Pete Carroll used when he went and recruited some players. Uh-huh. And what's, the, what's the quarterback's name at Kansas City? Um, what's, uh, Castle, I forget his name. Castle. Matt Castle. Um, Well, he used Matt Castle as an example, and he told uh, some recruits it got out that even if you don't start or even play at USC, 
it's better than going to some of these other schools because you can still get drafted. Um, and he used Matt Castle as an example. Matt Castle didn't even ever play at USC, and here he is starting in the NFL. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, and, and I got told the same thing. I got recruited to some Pac-10 schools coming out of California. I got recruited to Washington. Um, and to tell the truth, I was kicking myself a little bit because the year that I came to Wyoming and Washington shared the national championship, um, and I could have been on that roster. But at the same time, um, coaches told me that I had a better shot at playing here than I did at Washington, which may or may not have been true. Um, but, you know, to, to have that experience, maybe a national championship, and who knows, maybe, maybe you know, if you're talented enough, you do still wind up playing at, at one of those bigger schools. I'm not sure, and like I said, it's a double-edged sword. I enjoyed my time here, and so it's kind of hard to look back and say what could have or what would have been if, if I would have went to another school, but I mean, it's going to be hard. I mean, if, if and, and I have a daughter, but if she has that same decision uh, to be able to go to a major school as opposed to maybe build up a smaller school, I'd, I'd be torn. I mean, I'd, I'd have to let her make that decision on her own because I see the benefits of both. I mean, I did start playing here um, my first year and, and, and was about to be in the, the, the first two deep and then uh, got red-shirted. But I played four years here at Wyoming, and so there's no... There's no, um, I guess, alternative that, that I see better than being able to play four years of college football at a, at a place I really enjoyed and, and still enjoy. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, it, it's a hard question to answer because you see both sides of it. I mean, that national exposure at Alabama or no exposure but getting to play at Wyoming. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Looking for a great sports show from a kid's point of view? Look no further than Speaking of Sports. We've got the stats, scores, and inside news on what's happening all over the sports world. It's all hard-hitting, can't-miss action from your point of view. You'll hear different perspectives, opinions, and predictions from the fans and experts. Tune in to Speaking of Sports every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Miss just one minute of this show and you've missed out. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep. 
shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, by host of Loving That Sports Talk. We've got my guest, women online. You know, women, um, it, 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 I'm not trying to say it's weird or something, but it's interesting when I talk with you because you got so much knowledge and so much concern about the sport. And, and like you said, when we were on break, we were talking about, say, hey, women, you got anything to talk about? And you, you want to bring up what we talked about last time we was on there about all these teams getting into trouble with the boosters and all like that. And my take on it is every team has done something with a player. But now it's time to come out, you know. Everybody's trying to tell on each other a player getting 200 or uh, a car or something like that. But it's starting now to come out. It's starting to be bothering now, you know. what? What's your take on that, Wayman? Uh, you know, and that's the thing. I, I mean, I think it, and to some degree you're right where uh, there probably are things that go on uh you have these big sports programs. You can't regulate everything. You don't know if somebody has had contact with a booster or, you know, giving away their jersey. I mean, it's hard to do that when you have 85 guys on scholarship. The one thing that concerns me, you know, year in and year out, is that there seems to be some type of, um, I guess, uh, bending towards, and, and we were talking about these bigger schools and whatnot, where... You know, Tennessee has been in the news for accepting or or, or improper benefits. Um, Don't hold back. Okay. North Carolina, you know, has been in trouble and, and fired their coach. Um, Oregon is under investigation for uh, the recruiting service and one of the running backs that they had on their squad. But Boise State just now got put on three years probation. Um, Ohio State with Terrell Pryor and everything that's gone on, losing their coach. Is Ohio State on probation? Um, yeah, they're on probation. Yeah. But they, they've not lost anything. They just now, they've been, they've been suspending players for the last two weeks. Um, they, but they Boise, but Boise, State, on Boise, Boise State's on three years probation right now. I, I just think that the NCAA, in an honest way, needs to sit down with itself, figure out what it's doing with these players, and make it so that everyone knows what the rules are, what happens when you break the rules, and I don't hold Ohio State's hand, come down hard on USC, Boise State gets three years probation here. I mean, it just seems to be so random what the, what the NCAA is handing out. Cam Newton's father knew about benefits. He didn't, so he gets to play. They win a national championship. Like, how do you keep making, I mean, and how crazy was that? And I like Cam Newton, don't get me wrong, and, and I'm glad that he was able to play, but you'd have to really be uh, foolish to think that if Cam Newton's father, in the NCAA said his father was aware, but he wasn't. Now, come on now. 
how crazy would you have to believe to be to be, to be something like well, that? Well, that, that's just like, Raymond, not to cut you off, but if Cam didn't play in that Chester game, who would have went and watch? That's just like Ohio State. They let their players play in that bowl game because they know people want to come and see those guys. So let them play. It's about the money. That's so true. It's, it is about the money. But if it's about the money, then then if it's about the money, then pay these players or do something different and, and have a different system. If it's about the money and you want to make your money, but the players can't make any money, then you're going to keep running into these situations. But if you're going to punish Boise State, but not punish the bigger name programs like Ohio State, like Auburn, because it's about the money and you want to see Cam Newton in a championship game, then that's completely unfair. And you can't tell me as a player at the university of whatever that I shouldn't accept benefits that are okay to accept at another program because they have more money and they're going to get away with it in the long run. That's crazy. Well, I mean, wait a minute, let's, let's be real. Okay. Everybody in every program, I don't care. You can't, um, how I say, a coach can't sit there and be in my house at 10 o'clock at night all the time. Somebody come to my house, give me $200, I'm going to take it. Can't true. take that coach responsible. True, true, true. Take and, and, he got to take no. it. Am I wrong or right? Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the coach has absolutely no clue as to what's going on in, in a lot of these instances and a lot of situations. And some of these, um, they, they definitely are. And obviously, you look at Ohio State. Now, you punish USC for what Reggie Bush did, and, and I admit those are some serious allegations. Um, they didn't necessarily prove that Pete Carroll knew what was, about, what was going on, but they said it was a lack of institutional control. But then how much more can you be in the wrong if, if uh, Trussell not only knew what his players did, but he hid it from not only his own administration but the, the NCAA? Bruce Pearl down at Tennessee, did the same thing, and he lost his job. What's the difference? And see, that's what I'm saying, where you can just be arbitrary and you can come down on some programs. Some programs we give the benefit of the doubt. Ohio State didn't really know. There wasn't a lack of institutional control. It was just the coach. And so because we got rid of him, then our program's okay. I think that's crap. I mean, just like Cam Newton knew about what his father was doing, they knew what was going on in Ohio State. But if they can't make the connection and if your coach falls on the sword, just like what happened at North Carolina where, you know what, we fire the coach and then the rest of it goes away, I think that's completely ridiculous. And until you have a system in place that punishes these programs equally, you're going to continue to have this stuff. Well, it's still not going to happen, women, because somebody's always going to be taking something. It don't matter. So be out in the open and, and let people be out in the open. Now, I've not done enough research and enough thinking about it to say, well, we should pay these players and this is how much we should pay them. But obviously, um, if all this money is going around and the only people that feel like they're not seeing any of it is the players, then that's why it's going to continue to happen. Um, if, if there's money out there that's being exchanged and, and, and services being bought and it's all being done under the table, then you're going to continue to have this system. Bring it above board. Let it be out in the open. Regulate it so that we know what's going on. The players know what's going on. Um, make stiffer penalties for these programs, for these players that accept these benefits once we establish a system where everybody can get a piece of the pie um, and we can distribute it equally rather than 
certain players only being funneled to a select few schools because those boosters have the most money to pay. I think I mean, even the field. You're, you're never going to get uh, a Weber State that's going to pay more money to play like a Nebraska. Come on, it's not going to happen. See, and that's what I'm saying. That's why you got to make it even. That's why you say, you know what? But you but come you to you, come, you go even, women. But you know, people will be thinking more to that player. That's how it happens. You know that. That's like yeah, me that and you. We sitting at the restaurant and we get just ten ten pieces of uh, shrimp. You know, but you come out make it even. But somebody slipped me. Hey, you have a five hundred five hundred yard game, and they slipped me two more shrimp. It's always going to happen that way. I get slipped more because I have a better. I'm at a better program. I'm on the right. I think you're absolutely right. I think that type of thing is still going to happen, and and as long as these boosters have access to these players, you know that that type of situation is going to exist. All I'm trying to do is 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 at least on the surface try to try to even the playing field a little bit. I mean, it's not a perfect system, and there are flaws in the system. There's always going to be flaws in the system, but at least quit being hypocritical about it and and punishing. Uh, programs like Boise State in a, in a much harsher way than you have Ohio State, than you have North Carolina, than you have Tennessee. Um, you know, and, and the most comical thing of all, and something that kind of got brushed under the rug, but, the, you know, the head of this NCAA committee was uh, the former athletic director at the University of Miami who's now on probation. I mean, it's a it's a joke, and that's how people look at it as a joke, and that's how kids coming into college perceive it as a joke and they all think and know just like we know because we went through the system that people do receive money um, and, and, and that if you're good enough people are going to give you things on the sides rides use of cell phones use of private houses and, and different things um, it kind of comes along with being an athlete but just, just, just be, be honest be fair and you can't control everything, but at least I think people will start to feel like at least there's a there's a there's a the NCAA as an entity is, is trying to be fair to all programs rather than just the, the the most established. And and it all comes back to money, man. You you need an Alabama, you need a USC, you know, you need a Notre Dame, you need a Michigan, you need those schools to be competitive. And so that's what that's what everybody look for. Those schools on TV, nobody look for. Uh, why am I we were stayed on TV, do they? And, 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 and they don't. For the I mean, Michigan that's, that's, games, the, that's the truth. I mean, obviously. Am I wrong or right? You're, you're right. We got 500,000 people in this state, so even if the whole state watched, um, it's just not going to be uh, comparable to, to people watching that Notre Dame-Michigan game. You know, and you have rabid football fans out there that are going to watch anything, but at the same time, you know, you, you, you try to pit marquee schools against each other, people that – the whole nation uh, are going to be interested in, in watching. And so, I mean, that, that's just kind of where we are. That's our society. That That's that's what we like. I mean, to be honest, I'd, I'd love the heck out of that Notre Dame-Michigan game, probably because I hate Notre Dame. Um, and I don't – did I say that on the air? I, I guess I did. But, I mean, and the reason why is because of what we talked about, going, you know, Notre Dame basically getting the benefit of the doubt when these other schools don't. But – it's just kind of a cyclical thing where, you know, that they're going to draw the most fans. They're going to have people watching. And the reason why they have people watching is because you have a large contingent of fans that want to see Notre Dame do well. But then you have people like me that 
hope that Notre Dame doesn't do well. But at the same time, because of those things, you're going to be watching TV. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna watch to see Notre Dame lose or or be happy when Notre Dame wins, and you could probably care less if Wyoming or Colorado State or you know, uh, I mean I think Boise's starting to get a national following just because they've kind of been the underdog, and people want to see the underdog win. That's also something true that resonates in in, in this country and with sports. We like to see the underdog win. Dallas beating the the Heat this year and those type of things. So I think. You know, Boise does have that national following for that reason. But, yeah, nobody's really probably too interested in seeing Wyoming do much outside of this region. Yeah. You know, Wayman, we're going to take a break. And after we take that break, we'll come back. we got more questions. We're going to turn our thing about how young kids can um, be helped, you know, in the sport of football, any sport, you know, anything in life. So what we'll do take a break, and we'll be back with my guest, Wayman, Miami, Wyoming. All right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. For Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every Monday after the busy sports weekend to Catch the Vision Sports Radio with host Thomas Lewis. We'll look at sports from every level, from what happened years ago to what happened last week to what's coming next. Thomas Lewis will take you to places you've never been before on a sports talk show and will bring an experience you've been waiting for. Our topics will focus on realities facing a player, labor disputes, academics, recruiting, and transition. Tune in to Catch the Vision Sports Radio, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. 
This is Jay Loving, host of Loving Up Sports Talk. Like I said, I got my guest, Wayman, on the line from Laramie, Wyoming. You know, Wayman was talking about it uh, on the break. I want you to elaborate on, like, a lot of kids from Wyoming always say they never get recruited by teams, you know, college teams. And they have a talent, you know, and, you know, it's, it's a different environment when you're working on Wyoming with, you know, other, when you go to other areas and all like that. But me and you was talking about, you know, these kids out here need to be pushed because, you know, different talent-wise, when they go somewhere else, it's a lot different than being pushed, you know. But out here in Wyoming, they're trying so great, they're not being pushed. Am I right, Wayman? I, I think you're definitely right. Um, you know, and, and I, I think that it, it's it's not a coincidence that the states that have the, the highest number of athletes, both basketball, football, soccer, uh, you name it, you know, wind up being the Texas and Florida and California states. And the reason why that is is because of the competition that those kids face um, week in and week out. <clears throat> it's a really competitive environment. Um, some kids need to be pushed. Some kids need to see people or, or other kids at their skill level or maybe even above their skill level and realize and recognize that if they don't bring it, if they don't push themselves every week, um, you know, that not only will they not get recruited by major schools, they won't even play high school football, basketball, soccer, tennis. I mean, the competition is so great in all of those sports where the sun is shining every day and, and people are outside that if, if you don't compete, if you don't bring it week in and week out, there's definitely going to be someone there to replace you. And, 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 and I'm not disparaging Wyoming athletes by, by any means, but the competition um, it is not the same um, in, in this state. And, and you know, I definitely want to make sure that I let people know that, you know, Brady Papinga, who won a Super Bowl with the, the, the Patriots, uh, is from Wyoming and, and went to BYU. Chris Cooley went to Utah State, a uh, very good tight end with the Washington Redskins. And so that's not to say, and, and there are also a couple of Wyoming athletes, um, one who just now got drafted by the, by the uh, Jaguars as a fourth-round pick last year. So there are um, some some athletes here. But, I mean, just to be honest, uh, you know, with, with the competition being what it is, uh, that, that's going to be far fewer than, than in states like California. And so that constant competition, I think, especially at the high school level, is, is what motivates a lot of these kids to, to be better. Um, well, and, well and, wait a minute. You know, you, you said some interesting things. I like when you talk. Uh, what is, I don't like your fancy football team because you whip my butt, but... <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got to talk about that. But, you know, you say some good stuff. When we was out there, you said some good stuff. You know, if you put a kid like in, in, in Wyoming out here in another atmosphere or, like you say, um, area, somebody got to push down. But when you're a great athlete, how you don't feel you're being pushed, you know, and that's what you said, and that's what I agree with because there's one kid I'm, you know, I know I work with, great athlete, but he needs to be pushed. You know what I'm saying? You know, to bring out more of his talent, you know? And then that, that, that is unfortunate when you, you do find people in situations, kids in situations where they're so much more talented than other people that, that, that they face and they don't, they don't have to do anything to be that much better. Then sometimes it's hard for them, especially at 13, 14, 15, 16, to push themselves if they don't have that internally because why would you? I'm already better than 
all the rest of the kids that I go up against week in, week out, and I don't have to do anything extra. I don't have to stay and watch film. I don't have to run extra so that my conditioning is better than everybody else. I'm just better because I am. And so, um, you know, a lot of times what athletes don't realize, and I can even look at back at my career and say the same thing, is that once you get to the college level, once you get to even elite high school level, everybody's in that same position. Everybody was the man at their particular school um, and, and, and had talent that was way better than everyone else that they played against. Now, how did they get there? Some got there because they had it inside and pushed themselves, and some just got it because they had it. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me cut you off because I don't okay. want to get this stuff. Okay. okay. I want to cut you off. I want to say this. When you have a kid like that and you're in the world, how do they push themselves? You know, if you like, you think you're better than that brown team. You feel you don't have to work that hard. How? What? What do you do to push yourself? Tell me, Wayman, because I, I'm lost with him because I'm like, you know, your talent. Because I know when I was coming up out of um, Chicago, I had to push myself just to, you know, I went to the JUCO. From the JUCO, I had to push myself to get to a Division One, and after that, Division One at Wyoming, you know, they brought so many great athletes. I had to push myself to yeah. want to be the starter. Yeah. And when you're in an area yeah. where you're the best and you figuring out how do you push yourself, Wayman? Tell me that. It has to be something uh it has to be a combination of things and, and you hope, you know, these things work in conjunction, but uh, you have to have it inside. You have to want to be the best and, 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 and you know, just looking back at my own high school career, um, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and some of the football camps that I went to and, and talking to some of the professional athletes that I got to meet. They told me, they said, hey, man, you know what, you, you, you're doing well at this camp, um, and, and you might be the best in your high school, but just like I said, I mean, there are other people out there that are working. When, when, you, are, when you are playing around, when you're out there with your friends, uh, when you're out there joking and slacking off, there are people out there trying to get better every day. And so that's what I did when I was in high school. This guy, I mean, I can, just, I can still hear his voice resonate in my head. He said, do something to get better every day. He told me how he ran hills. You know, I grew up on the beach, and so I used to run sand dunes um, to just try to improve my conditioning. And I played offense and defense in high school um, my whole four years. And I had a – it's kind of funny. I talked to my brother this morning. I don't ever remember being tired, and I'm sure I was probably tired sometimes. But, I mean, you you have to have a combination of, of the right people telling you that, you know, you need to push yourself, but you also need to have something internally. You have to have that desire and that will to be better. If not, you might be the best athlete in this state and not be good enough to go to the University of Wyoming. And, and that's just the God honest truth because you've not pushed yourself and you don't know how to push yourself. And so hopefully, you know, some of these coaches recognize it and, 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 and let these players know that, hey, you know what, you're super talented and, and, and you're a great athlete at this level. But if you want to get to an elite level, if you want to get to a point where you can compete with people from different states, um, even if you don't live in those states, you got to push yourself because the competition is going to be a lot better and the competition is going to be a lot harder once you get to, I mean, if you're even able to get to the next level. But, I mean, when I went to high school, I was scared. You know, in the area that I grew up in, there are a lot of great athletes. It's the area that Herman Edward comes from. Yeah. Um, I, I was scared because I didn't know if I was good enough to, uh, to play. And that's another thing yeah. I, I guess I should add is fear. Fear that maybe you know what I'm not. I gotta bust my butt because if I don't, 
there's no way I'm playing on this team. And that was just my freshman team, let alone, you know, making varsity, which was something huge. You know, being able to play even on a varsity team in California, most kids that play football don't. You don't even get to the level where you're able to even play on your varsity team in Chicago, in Florida, in California, uh, because the competition is so stiff. So many people go out for these teams. Um, and, and so you, you also need a healthy dose, I believe, of fear. Fear that maybe... But, but you, you know what? You still answer my question, wait a minute. Okay. When you walk there in Wyoming, and you get nothing like that, you know, like we here in Chicago, Oakland. Like, okay. you, how do you push yourself when you don't have that? You, you know what I'm trying to say, wait When it's not already inside, how do you push yourself? Yeah. I mean, no, not saying it's not already inside, yeah. But when you get, you don't have that competition, how do you push yourself? I think you can only you can only work on what you can work on, and, and that's that's you know what I'm saying. Mean. Like, say, like I'm in Gillette, and I know I'm mm-hmm. the best athlete and all like that. But like you were saying, like when we was out there, like in Oakland, where you grew up, and you know, out there that way, not Oakland, but and I'm out in Chicago. I knew it was another guy that if I didn't play good, he gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? I do. I'm not in Wyoming. Saying. You know, if you're the best athlete, who's there to push you? Why are you the only the only person that can push you is you, and, and that's what I said. I mean, uh-huh. even 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 you know being on some of these teams that I wound up on in California, you know, all region, this and that in the state, so on and so forth. I still pushed myself, regardless, and and so athletes here have to push themselves, especially those athletes that are heads and shoulders above everyone else. You have to push. It has to be something inside where you push yourself. And and, and you're not going to know until you get to the next level, um, you know, what the benefits of that are. But you you got to push yourself. I mean, you, right. you, you, can't, you can't worry. I mean, if, if you're in Wyoming, you're in Wyoming. You can't do anything about it. This is where your, your folks exactly. live. You're not leaving. Um, you, but you got to push yourself. You got you to gotta know that even if you're the best in your region, best in your school, best in this state, you got to push still. You 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 got to do that extra conditioning. Uh, you you got to you got to look at what people are doing around the country and, and want to be better and and strive to be a better athlete. And so, um, you know, but I mean, it, it is what it is, and, and you wind up where you wind up, and you have to make the best of your particular situation. But I, I think another thing is just not to be satisfied. I think a lot of times that that's what happens too. Is you're the best athlete in the state, you're getting accolades, just like, I mean, and Wyoming is no different from California. You're the top athlete in the state. Everybody knows your name. Everybody knows your name in the school. You got everybody wanting to know you and, and everything else, and that's great. But how do you back away from that and still know that there's a lot more work to be done if you want to continue your career successfully in college or maybe even someday at the professional level? I like that answer, Wayne. I like that, what you said, because it, it, it's up to that person. What you were saying is they got to push yourself, no matter if you're the best, you still got to push yourself to be better. And that's what I did, you know, being at a JUCO, you know, I had to go to a JUCO, then University of Wyoming. There was so many great athletes around me in Wyoming. I'm like, man, I want to start. That's me pushing myself, you know. I need to start at this school, you know, and I did, you know, because I had Anthony Sargent, you know, we had... Tight end, Bill Hall. I said, I need to start, you know. Yeah, and you came out of a junior college where other people um, had been in the system and, and had an advantage where you came in, didn't know the playbook, 
mm-hmm. didn't know the system. Other people had been here and already knew the system, but you pushed yourself to make sure that you were ready to play, and obviously you were successful day one when you came here. Now, I, was, I wasn't like that. Um, you know, I came out of California and, and had all these accolades, but figured I was a freshman and I could just hang out and have fun, get used to it, and, and fortunately, there is such a thing as a red shirt year. But after that red shirt year, you realize, hey, I don't want to be stuck on this bench for four years. And even though I have a scholarship and everything else and a part of a great team and, and made great friends, I wanted to get out there and show what I could do too. And so, you know, eventually I did get that push where I said, hey, I'm tired of looking at these dudes in front of me. I want to get out here and, and start playing and contributing to this team too. So, I mean, you've you got to have it internally. If you don't have it internally – if you're not pushing yourself from within, none of the rest of that stuff is going to matter. I mean, I think that's the point that I've really been trying to make is that if you don't have it inside, it doesn't matter if your coaches are saying, hey, you need to keep pushing, you need to do more conditioning. If it's not there, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. you got to have it inside you. Um, and, and that's why people like Chris Cooley and the Papinga brothers and whatnot have made it as far as they've made it because even though they came from Wyoming, they had something inside that wasn't going to stop them. The fact that they were from Wyoming and, and high schools in Wyoming was not going to stop them from being successful college athletes and professional athletes. It didn't matter where they came from. Well, you know, women, let's take a, one more break. When we okay. come back, we got another question for you about this fantasy football. But this is right. James Lovey. Love I don't know if you want to talk about that, man. Women from Larry, Wyoming. flagship station for sports voice america sports what if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place it can be done and darnell autry proves it every week on outside the spotlight in this program athletes and artists come together to share their success stories hobbies professional projects and more that will interest not only the sports fan but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories if you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer listen for outside the spotlight fridays at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on voice america sports do you feel the need for speed Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports
you're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to LovingThatSportsTalk at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Lowe, loving that sports talk, and I'm back with the show. My guest, Wayman, from Lambert, Wyoming. You still there, Wayman? I'm still here, man. You know, we had great talks, you know, how you can help out, you know, this young kid uh, from Castle, Wyoming. You know, any kid from all over, you know, the world, you know. Great advice and what you think, you know. But uh, i just like to say, I wish I played against you, Wayman, because I know you would build my... Uh, my skills up and my, you know, my ability you know, just by playing against you because I know you would have went out there and worked hard against me, you know. I, I definitely would. It didn't matter if it was practice or, you know, if, if, if it was my own team or, or someone else. I mean, if you beat me, and I remember Marcus Harris, who was a great receiver here, yeah. and I, you know, I want to give a shout-out to him and thank him because uh, when they were asking him, you know, who the best DB he ever went up against was, he said it was, it was me, and I'm not uh, – and, and I'm not trying to blow my ego, but basically what he said was what you said. It didn't matter if it was practice or whatever. He knew that I hated to be beat so much that I never eased off. I mean, I every every snap, every time we had a chance to line up against each other, um, you know, I kind of just enjoyed that competition. So, um, and I just want to make one more point about somebody who was super talented, way talented, more way more talented than anyone else. And hasn't turned out to be that successful. Um, you remember uh, Freddie Adu, that that soccer player that they were gushing over, thirteen, fourteen years old. Nike gave him a contract. Ooh, remember that? No, I that don't. Freddie Adu. Um, Freddie Adu. Yep, he was uh, born in Nigeria. Is that um, soccer or something like that? Or? Yeah, he was. He was supposed to, and they signed him to a uh, yeah, the professional. Yeah, I, I think he yeah. wound up in Washington playing professional soccer. Right. Um, yeah. At a real early age. And it's not panned out because, like we said, that competition, he was better than everyone else just on his natural and raw ability. And uh, I don't know how hard he pushed himself, but he got all those accolades at an early age, and then he's not really done anything since, um, you know, since he, since, since he was a kid. And so, I mean, you really have to push yourself no matter what situation you're in no matter if you're your heads and shoulders above everyone else um, or you're just at the same level as everyone else. The minute you decide to quit pushing is the minute that your competition gains you and passes you. Yeah. So, well, you know like what, we you know, uh, great time, but we might as well get this out of the way. Go ahead. Of all this fantasy football, you wouldn't know. What's bothering you? It's, it's, it's making me smile. <laughs> you just can't wait to talk this smack about this. Oh man, we 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 had been talking back and forth. You told me you were going to do selective listening because you weren't going to listen to any of the talk that I was saying before because you I knew you were going to beat me. And I can't uh, you what said I that you be out there like that, selective listening. Hey, what I what I told you is that you had to have more balance on your team. Now you you probably have the greatest quarterback out there in Tom Brady. Yeah, but you yeah. you need some other players on your team, and even though my team is, uh, I don't think I have anything flashy on my team. I mean, I got the Peyton Hillises and uh, the Lashawn Jacksons and and whatnot, but I think I have more balance on my team. And so until you get that balance, 
you're going to be looking up at me the whole season. Okay. I ain't going to be looking at you. I got balance. So don't mess with my emotion. Don't play my oh, emotion. Yeah. I'm telling you, on Friday, don't play my emotions. I'm be, I'm be playing with your emotions this whole <laughs> season, man. But like you, like you said earlier in the competition, you know what? It's only, uh, it's only week one, and you, you're building your team to make sure that you're ready come playoff time. But you know, we talk so much trash as former athletes that you know you live and die with fantasy football every week, and 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 losing one game. Yeah. Is not bad in the grand scheme of things, but you got to listen to me all week and, and the rest of the season until we play again. So, I mean, that's what makes fantasy football to me great is that yeah. we're all competitive, all former athletes. We want to win. I mean, obviously at the end of the season we want to win the championship, but we also want to win every game in between so I don't have to listen to you or any of the rest of our friends talking my ear the whole rest of the week or the whole season. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? We ain't got that much time. But what I want to do, one, I want to say, you know, been down in Laramie, I appreciate all you, you know, taking me out, just hanging out with me, and, you know, and just, just what you, y'all have done for me down there since I was there, you know. And really appreciate we really, it, man. Like we really enjoyed, family. We really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed having you and getting to meet you on a, on a, on a more personal level. And, and like I said, that's one of the things that was really, a part of uh, of me enjoying my time here, and, and and the reason why I still stay out in Wyoming is is we all embrace each other as family, uh, whether we play together or not. The fact that you're a football player instantly makes you uh, part of my family, and it always has. I've been accepted into people's homes, uh, people's tailgates, people willing to help me that don't even know me because I was on the Wyoming football team, and, and I, I think it's a, a it just reminds me of how special it is and was to be an athlete here and continues to be. And the relationships that I've been able to, to, to foster and form um, are something that I'll treasure and, and then obviously appreciate the rest of my life. And so just like you appreciated all the hospitality, I really enjoyed getting to pick your mind about sports, about different subjects, things that even don't even have to do with sports, your daughter. I mean, it, it was just great. And, uh, really do consider us family, and I just look forward to, to coming out there and maybe taking in one of those Cardinal games. Yeah, yeah, you're always welcome. Like I say, come on out, you know, like I say, you know, to you, you know, you're always welcome on the show. I love to have you every week, you know, because you, you, you treat my mind, you know, like everything you know, and it, it's just like you, you know that we, we can talk about, you know, we talk about when we're sitting around, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I love you on the show. You know, you know the number, and like, all you got to do is call in, anyway. Uh, you know what? It's anytime I have time on this day, I'm calling into the show. If nothing else, just to give you some crap about this fantasy and, and just to kind of expound on some of the things that we've talked about already. So bring that fantasy up. Uh, I mean, well, you better start winning. I'm gonna bring it up every. I'm gonna just drop out the show just to remind your viewers. As a matter of fact, that's what I might do. I might just drop in for five minutes every Wednesday just to let people know how your fantasy team is doing. <laughs> so you better start winning. Well, Wayne, I appreciate being on the show, and um, like I said, man, I appreciate you not only on the show, but man, what you have been done for me out there. And um, hey, love you, man. Hey, love you too. Uh, and I look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Talk All right. Later. Take care. All right. This is James Loving, host of another Loving That Sports Talk with my guest women from Lambert, Wyoming, and 
all the cowboy guys that would play ball with me at the University of Wyoming. It was a great time out there, and I love the guys out there. See you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.